Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. This is show number 61, and this week's guest is Mr. Neil Piper. Neil comes to talk to us about uh, a few of his photography shows and what he's been up to lately, and Andrew is back from his caravan conquest. Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, this is show number 61. Uh, Andrew, are you here? I am. You are? I'm firing on all cylinders. Yeah, and and with us today we have our favorite podcast host, your favorite <laughs> podcast host, Mr. Neil Piper. Hello, Neil. Hello, Corey. How are you? I was great up until that little intro. Oh, come on. I'm not we, really sure if that was if that was real or not. <laughs> it was. We love you. So, and we have a big thanks to Neil because Corey's yeah. been so, Corey's been so disorganised. We had an Australian guest lined up, and Corey completely cocked up the uh, time difference. And so, when we thought we were going to ring her, she was about to go to bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it was all, it was all Australia my fault. Australia is ahead of us, you see. <laughs> I wasn't sure it mattered, but clearly it does. <laughs> I think it has to do something with the hemisphere or something. I don't know. I have no idea, but yeah. I got really confused. Yeah, regardless, in front or behind, if she's going to bed, then. And we've been for the last, yeah, the last for the last year or so, we've been really organised, having a guest on every week. We've been at least three or four weeks worth of Out. guests ahead yeah. of us. Yeah, but we've kind of slipped. Corey's let it slip, really. <laughs> <laughs> You're making me feel really, really welcome. You know that. So, uh, so Don't listen every, to everybody, yeah. everybody's, everybody's favourite standing guest um, is uh, Neil Piper. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thanks, pal. Glad to be here again. I'm glad you're here, Neil. I like glad listening. to get you out of a bind. I like listening to your podcast. <laughs> Thanks, I, I do. I, enjoy I actually, I have to say. I have to say, I've got probably four or five film photography podcasts that I have downloaded on the phone. And uh, out of all of them, I don't listen to ours, of course, because that would just be weird. Um, out of all of them, I always listen to Neil's. Jesus, because... four or five? You listen to four or five film podcasts? No, I don't listen to them all. This uh... is the trouble. I, I had more. I, I've kind of culled it a bit because I'm struggling, really. Yeah. I dip in and out of um, uh, still Sunny 16s and backing paper and Mike, Mike Gutterman's show and the homemade cameras. They're all on there, but uh, I'm not current up. I'm not up to date with any of them. Apart from Neil's, because Neil's, Neil's are just a bit different. You know, he talks about they his, are. <laughs> his fears, his fears. Neil, Neil expresses his fears on his show, don't you, Neil? Apparently so, yes. Yes. Yeah. I, <laughs> so I, I don't know if it's a, a fear or not. I'm sure you're going to tell everybody about it. So why don't you go ahead? No, I won't no. tell everybody about your fear of cows. <laughs> but it is a very real fear because they have been known to trample people to death. So, yeah. so I couldn't relate to the cow situation but i can relate to not having the spool in the camera oh. i only did that once and i haven't done it since then i always i always put it right back in as soon as i finish you know yeah i so normally what... do it just i don't take it out so it spools straight onto that one and then you take it out you put it in the other slot i don't know why this time so do we do we need to fill in your listeners because they're presumably not my listeners as well as to what the story is that we're talking about um no go on let's just tell them to uh go listen well, should to we just show? say go so and listen you get to... the downloads <laughs> oh, i like your stuff go and listen to soot and whitewash 
photography podcast. You'll you'll enjoy yourself. You'll thank Available us. You'll thank you us. Your podcast from. You'll thank us afterwards. <laughs> but it's interesting the the um, the thing about not having a spool in the camera. There's other things as well that um, that I'm sure we must all do as photographers and pinhole photographers. I uh, you know I've um, uh, I've been guilty of too many fat rolls recently by not um, keeping the tension on. Should start jogging um, then, mate. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> too much beer. I was photographing. Caravanning. In, uh, so I, do that so to I've, you? Just, I, I've just come back from uh, from Cornwall for two weeks, which is why uh, why why you lovely people weren't hearing me last week. And I was using my zero image camera for the first time in ages, loaded with Pan F. Which one? The six by six or the four by five? Yeah, no, no, I've only got this. Oh, yeah, I have got the four by five. No, oh. the six by the six by six. I haven't really mastered the four by five, but the six by six. So I was using the six by six, and I was down on the seashore on a Cornish footpath, and the waves were breaking over these low rocks, and I waded into the foreshore and I stuck the zero image on a rock, uh, opened the Opened the shutter and then the wave came over it. Mm. Um, and that's over, over and the rock or over the camera? Over the camera, <laughs> both. Oh yeah. So, but I kept manfully exposing the film, so that'll be an interesting one. But oh. it kind of gummed up. It kind of gummed up. I think the salt must have got in the mechanisms and things now, so it's all a bit sticky and weird. So I probably need to probably need to clean it. So that's my pinhole travails from the last two weeks as a, a sticky. Zero. So well, I haven't, it, develop, so haven't developed a, any of those. Soak it in a bucket of bleach water and it'll work out better. Yeah, but it's wood, isn't it? I mean, it's a bit. <laughs> the, the zero's not. It's not in pristine condition, mainly because I keep yeah. sending it to Neil Piper. Oh wait, hold <laughs> on. You only sent it to me once, didn't you? Yeah, twice. You've had it. Twice. I'm pretty I sure do, it was in poor state when I received it. I, I do <laughs> like because um, it was my first pinhole camera, and I, I love the reality camera, but the the zero I find is is just the I love the focal length. No, I can't call it the focal length because Nick yeah, yeah. will tell me off the the, <laughs> the, I, flange, I, the flange back distance. No, the, uh, no, the safe the, film the, plane the, distance. The, yeah, the the not everything in focus distance <laughs> <laughs> between the pin. Sorry, Nick. Sorry, I can hear him shouting at the at, at the radio. So whatever the angle of view is, I quite at like the radio. It. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He might listen to us on the radio. I'm sure hello, he does. Hello, pop pickers. Maybe. So Neil, have you been? Uh, so other than a, apart from uh, discovering cows, what have, what else have you been up to, mm-hmm. pinhole wise? I didn't tell him to do that. I was expecting it, but I thought if we just ignore him, he'll go away. Yeah. Maybe that's a good plan. That's what we'll do today. Does that work normally? Yeah. Sometimes. Well, you went away for two weeks, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what have we been doing? I've been focusing on this project, really. So yeah. uh, for listeners that don't know, it's um, my final master's degree project. Um, so it's a culmination of a couple of years of work. And it's uh, basically I'm tracing the route of an old excuse me, 18th century uh, railway line that was local to me. So it was kind of unique in the UK that it was a three-foot narrow-gauge railway. So the tracks were thinner than normal. I think normally they're sort of four-foot or five-foot on a railway line. Um, So this one was kind of like a 
not a novelty, but kind of rare at that time. So it opened in September 1879 and it ran for 50 years, pretty much, until it closed in July 1929. And it was about just shy of nine miles long and it sort of wheeled its way through the Suffolk countryside from not far from where I live to Southwold, which is one of the most... Uh, I love Southwold. It's Corey. You'd love Southwold. It's so quaint and the home of Adnams beer. Mm-hmm. Mm. Neil, like did that, beer. that narrow gauge rail because it was you, if it's a narrow gauge. Normally, those they were often served industry or something. So they'd have a lot of narrow gauge railways in Wales and Cornwall, right. serving the mines. Was this just a novelty, or did it have sort of an industrial application? Do you no, know? I don't think it wasn't a novelty. It was sold. Um, so at the time, the people of the area wanted a regular railway to link uh, Southwold to Halesworth, which would then link to the rest of the, the country. Mm. Um, and when the sort of proposals were put forward, this is just the way I understand it from what I've read. But when the proposals were put forward, they were sold on the idea of this narrow gauge because it would be much, much cheaper. Um, to build and sort of maintain so it was then put in as the three foot narrow gauge the intention was i think later in its life to be widened to the regular gauge but that never happened yeah because you're tr- trampling through bushes and cutting down stuff to look for old bridges so it it obviously is just abandoned is that what they did with it basically i mean is it kind of so in 29, it was it was closed and it was left. Um, yeah, it, it was basically left abandoned. There were trains left in uh, sidings. Uh, in what? Sorry, what year, Neil? 1929. Uh, 1929. Okay. And then for a good for a good long while, it literally just sat. Um, the building sort of fell into disrepair, and there was a train it left in like an engine shed sort of nearby, and the shed sort of deteriorated fell apart and then the train was sort of just left there out in the open and that deteriorated and fell apart and then when uh, world war Two came along most of the uh, metal work was ripped up for like war for the war effort so it was, mm. most of it was then recycled for whatever they used it for do you have any um along with your pinhole images are you going to be able to do like uh images from from the actual images from of the train house and the tracks that you can kind of, you know, like compare with kind of, or are you going to plan it on just, um, I've got, there's, I mean, there's, there's a fair few books um, that have been written about, about the line. Um, and there's a, there's a massive archive of photographs from, uh, when it ran and even sort of as it fell into disrepair and everything after. So there's plenty of reference photos of it. I don't intend to show any of them. Okay, so can you right. can you not some you should talk to Rachel because she'd be well up for this sort of thing. You could you could combine historic photographs or plans with your images on uh, on film. And if you talk to Rachel she'll give you some artistic hints I'm sure. Uh, combining the images into a way that sort of reflects the documents of the past and how it is today. I mean, she does it with cyanotypes, but uh, you know, you could yeah. you could do that being being a cyanotype person, or uh, you could you could try salt yeah. printing, yeah. salt printing, for example. <laughs> you could. So uh, the, no. the intention with it at the moment is um, so as I as I photographed it, just to give a bit more 
context to it. As I as I photographed it, I'm photographing it all on FB4 and Delta nice. 100. And when I scan those, when I scan the films, I scan them, although they're black and white films, I scan them in colour because rightly or wrongly, I feel that I get a better scan. Interesting. Are you just using... Uh, are you what scanner are you using? Is it an Epson scanner? Uh, I use a scanner at university, okay. which is an Arctic scan. Right. Uh, it goes up to I think it was scanned like even eight by ten. Uh. I don't know exactly, but um, <clears throat> so I scan it on that uh, using okay. Silverfast. Um, and when you scan a, a black and white neg as a color neg, you get this sort of brown sepia toned image before you convert it to black and white and. Normally, I'll convert my images to black and white, and that's that's it. But with these, I really like the color, this sort of sepia tone of the color. It reminded me Soul of print. like the early reference photos. No, <laughs> reminded me of the early reference photos of the railway. So I decided to keep them like that. So that's cool. I was then, well, originally I'd planned to cyanotype print them, and then I did cyanotype print several of them, and the blue just didn't fit for what I yeah. wanted. Could you not tone the so, blue out with some? tea or urine or something you you probably can um it's not a technique that i've experimented with a whole amount a whole load so it probably could be done but then i i decided on a i then started i then yeah sorry i then ordered like the chemicals to do van dyke prints okay. which is a process not dissimilar so i've now started to do it like that and they look much That's better cool. ah so what's what's the difference between van dyke prints and salt printing do you know? Uh, I don't know. I don't know the salt print process. Okay. Salt, salt, so salt printing uh, using a bit of salt <laughs> and some sodium uh, and some silver nitrate, basically, with a bit of citric acid in. That's basically it. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, it's not that that far removed then. So um, a cyanotype print has, I forget the chemicals, but you've got the, the, chem the two chemicals that you mix up. You then coat your paper. You expose it under UV light, and then you wash it, and that's the process mm -hmm. done. With a Van Dyke print, you again mix the chemicals, you coat the paper, and then once that's dry, you then expose it under UV light again. Oh, sorry. You wash it. Um, hang on. Where did I get to? You expose it under UV light like you would a cyanotype. Yeah. And then instead of just washing it, you have to uh, wash it. and then With a plain it. hypo, normally. Yeah, with like a sodium, uh, sodium bisulfate. Yeah, so like plain, yeah, plain, plain hypo, really. Yeah, yeah, basically. And then you have to then wash yeah. it again. But depending on on where you read about the process, there are several different ways of doing it. Um, so I, when I first sort of started looking at it, I sort of just Googled it, and there was a, a blog post from Mike Russo from the FPP um, saying how to do it. And I was like, okay, this looks fairly simple. And as I sort of read a bit more about it, I came across... Um, Jill Enfield's book, you mm -hmm. know Jill Enfield. Yep. So she's got a, a book. Uh, I think it's called like the Guide to Photographic yep. Alternative I've, Processes, I've yeah. and she's mm -hmm. you got it. So she's, as you know, like very sort of high regarded in the field of alternative processes. Yep. And her version of how to do a Van Dyke print is different. So okay, then there's two versions, and then there's someone else's version and someone else's version. So at the moment, being new to the process, I'm just trying to find. I guess I just find find one that you like so, really, and if you're happy with the results, yeah, there are, you're right. Even if you read about salt printing, I mean, I there's I've got two or three different books and a load of different resources, and, and they're all slightly different, you know. Yeah, and yeah. Some, some talk some talk about 
sizing the paper, and I've tried that with a bit of gelatin mixed with water to because salt yeah. printing inherently gives a, a fairly low contrast image unless you do things to the negative to try and make it a bit punchier. Yeah. So with again cyanotypes and Van Dyke prints, the there's no sort of contrast adjustment in the printing. It has to be done in the in the negative. So I was finding with cyanotypes, although I'd read that inherently it's a very contrasty process, I was finding, or there's a not contrasty process, I was finding that I was having to put not much contrast, really reduce the contrast in my digital neg to get a full tonal range across it. <coughs> I think you need a negative with so then, with good shadow detail, but it can be quite a dense negative. That that, that always helps, I think. So, so right. if the negative is well-developed, with good shadow detail, so it helps to, you know, rate the film at half its speed and then give full full sure. development and and generally then you're on you're on your way to a, a decent mm -hmm. negative. Well, then I was I was finding when I used these same negatives for the Van Dyke print, they weren't coming out at all. Mm -hmm. They were just sort of mud. Yep. So I had to go back to Photoshop and sort of adjust the digital yep. negs to fit the print yep. process. Yep. So yeah. it's 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 a fun yeah. process to learn. Yeah. I, uh, uh, yeah, I've I've looked at Van Dyke's and I can't remember the difference, but I will go back to it. I remember reading about um, that scanning your black and whites as colors, Neil. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And it was something along the lines of there's so many more shades of color. Mm. You know what I mean? It's um, really interesting. I'm not an expert well, in scanning, but that sounds cool. You have black and white and so many shades of gray in between. But with color, you have you know red. Well, red, yeah. If you green and if you look on my Epson Epson scanning software, which is the only thing I use because I'm crap at scanning and I don't I did too. That's I, the same I, thing I, I don't. That talks about six, what is it six sixteen bit black and white, isn't it, or something? And is that right? And then the color yeah. it goes up to a bigger number. Yeah, <laughs> forty eight. Forty eight. <laughs> which kind yeah. of suggests there might be a bit more dynamic range in the scan. Yeah. But I don't. I have no idea. No, I don't. It's just it's literally. I, I compared the two one day side by side, mm -hmm. and the uh, one that I scanned as color looked like it had much more sort of detail, yeah. much more tone. So, so I might just always give that a go. I yeah, I know nothing. I know nothing if there's anything definite in that, but just just how yeah. I feel. So. so when you um, how long have you got to work on your railway project? When when's your this is all going to end up as some kind of graduate. Yep. Master, master's yeah, exhibition somewhere. That's correct in Norwich. Have, yeah, so it's about I've got about six or seven weeks. Yeah. Whereabouts in Norwich? Which uh, Norwich University of the nice. Arts, which is a sort of small uni right in the middle of the city. Have and, you ever thought about doing like uh, some solography over top of those those old ruins or anything, or the railroad tracks, or too late mm. for that? No, I hadn't. It hadn't crossed my mind. It's, pro it's probably. I, I'm so sort of far invested yeah. in like the research behind this that I'm reluctant to really add anything more. I didn't really want to change the printing yeah, process because sure. I've done quite a lot of research into right. that. Well, didn't your um, didn't, didn't one of the lab that. technicians you were talking to suggest that they might look nice as salt prints? No, I don't know who told you that. <laughs> <laughs> he he did say that. I was showing them to him one day. You've told this story. No, you've told you've so told. Was, have I told it? You told me. Yes, I told you told... in confidence, and then you at least twice have said it on the, on the podcast. <laughs> but yes, I was showing I was showing the the tech uh, one of the, a few of the images, and he was like, "Oh, have you thought of 
salt printing, mm. then they'd look quite good as, as salt prints. And I said, I can't do that because I've given my friends so much crap about it. <laughs> you can never. I now can't salt print. And then I found the Van Dyke process and I prefer to look at that. Anyway, so. <laughs> Crisis averted. Crisis averted. <laughs> Not having to listen to so it, it, in your it, ears it, for the rest of your life averted. It is literally a case of, what did I say, cutting off your nose despite yeah. your face. I'm doing an entirely different process just so that I don't salt print. Well, I think the Van Dyke pre- salt print's really sort of primitive, isn't it? You know, so it's like the very early stage of Fox Talbot doing stuff on paper. But um, I think so, yeah. Van Dyke's probably a development on top of it. Van Dyke um, was about, I think it was invented by the same chap that invented cyanotypes in about the same sort of so time. James so James Birchall, is he the dude? That's the chap. Mm-hmm. That's the one, yeah. Um, I think that was like 1850s, maybe late 1800s. I, I forget offhand. Hmm. Listeners shout at me. Tell me the right date. I want to get into some of this alternative processes. I just have to pick the right one. Well, cyanotypes. Everybody's doing cyanotypes, uh, so it's kind of... I want to. I wanted to get into doing the 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 dare, the the, the gare type for the ten types, but I mm. I can't get past the cyanide and hmm. and all that stuff. Yeah, so I, don't know. I think what Neil's doing with the Van Dyke, a bit of Van Dyke, you know. Bit Did you see Van, how artsy, bit of Van Dyke? Uh, Van Dyke. Did you see how artsy Graham got? He put uh, a piece, of, a few pieces of clover on a on a piece of paper. <laughs> so, Oh, he was doing Lumen Prince or yeah, something, doing something like that. Yeah, yeah. That was, wow. Graham's come a long way. He's uh, he's really trying. <laughs> don't don't tell I'm him so, that. I'm so proud of him. <laughs> <laughs> You're proud of him because he made a massive pinhole camera. Yeah, he did. I, and I was like, wow, this is. I thought it was a really good shot. I told him he should put more energy into doing that. You know. I'm not sure I ever saw the shot. I just heard about the, the camera. Shot, the shot was great, actually. I was, he's, I was really was good, actually. He's put, it on, he's put it on either Myopic Me, I think, maybe there on Instagram. Let's, mm. Let's have a little bit. Could take a look at it. We keep toying with the idea of inviting him on the show, but then we reconsider. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, You'd never get I'm not sure if any of us are brave enough to have him on. We'd love to have you on, Graham. He, you, he's you all should, right. He's a good you chap. You should come on, Graham. Yeah. Graham? Yeah, that's, Graham, that's you, a shot. You've, have you found it? Yeah. yeah. It's oh, made up cool, of right? four, I four think. Four pieces of eight by ten. Yeah. So one of the church. Yep. Yeah, mm, one of the church. Wow, well, that's really cool. You can barely even see the, the join. You can't see the join, as they say. <laughs> you don't know who said that, do you? That oh, was Morecambe wow. and Wise to the older listeners. No, the idea, mate. <laughs> we don't know these. So it's kind of interesting because he's got like the the typical cut off the, the little notch that you mm-hmm. get on four by five. He's got that sort of twice, isn't he? Like top left and top right. Yeah, I don't know what he did. So Neil, that's cool. Like Neil, that. I love enough that, about Graham. I love that you're work. <laughs> yes, forget about him. I love that you're working in series and you're putting some thought into what you're doing. Uh, you've you've recently had, I guess, as a as a precursor to your your um, university show, you've had a you've had a little show on which finished a couple of weeks ago at the Hales, 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 Halesworth yeah. Gallery in Suffolk. Yeah, and it was called "It Makes No Sound: Pinhole F- 
photographs about time, both passing and past by Neil nice. Piper. Now, I didn't get to see it, so um, tell us a little bit about your the work you did for It Makes No Sound. So, okay. When early, earlier on, when was that? Last, was it last year, I think, the gallery were putting out like a call for, they, they wanted to show some new artists, um, preferably local. Um, so I submitted, showed them my website, and they asked me whether I'd have a show. So it opened, what was it? Was it 25th May? of May. May. And there you go, you've got the bit of paper in front of you. <laughs> so it opened at the end of May. Um, and I showed, in, there was three, three photographers in there, um, only one pinhole photographer obviously and that was me and the, I showed basically work from two other projects that I'd made um, I guess as sort of uni work and personal work as well so the first one was uh, the project that I've got called Eyes uh, which is the one where I was putting pinhole cameras onto moving things and photographing sort of time revolving around them. oh the tennis racket that's right yeah, yeah. Squash racket, yeah. but squash. Sorry, so yeah. I'm not. I don't know um, my rackets for anything. So, <laughs> squash racket's a different shape, slightly. Oh yeah, it's more of like rectangular and longer. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so I showed work from that, and I showed work from a project called Pool of the Britons, which is um, about Walpole, where I live. And I showed some. Is that where Walpole, some... the name Walpole, comes from? What's that? Pole of the Britons, or that's what it is. Apparently, what it means, Pool of the Britons, is what Walpole means. Hmm. Okay, uh, that's still an, that's another ongoing project that I'm not as far into yet. So, what do you? Cool. So that was yeah, you... that was. The... Sorry, got no. Sorry. You carry on. <laughs> <laughs> it's just basically showing sort of more unusual parts of of Walpole that people don't generally see, mm-hmm. and turned out to be lots of. Um, abandoned looking things so that's your backyard isn't it walpole yeah that's where i live and um i was reading just this last weekend i think about photographing in your own backyard it's something i do a lot and finding inspiration where you are Uh, i was reading a book that i'll give a shout out to by an american author who would be awesome to have on the podcast but i don't think he does pinhole photography uh, Bruce uh, Bruce Barnbaum. I don't know if you've heard of Bruce. He's a, a teacher and Mm-mm. mainly large format photographer, I think. He's had a couple of articles now in Photo Classic International, the uh, rather wonderful analog publication that's, uh, that's published out of Germany, but is now in English. And he published a book called The Essence of Photography, Seeing and Creativity. And I was reading there about just finding creativity where you are. And that's what something Corey struggles with, I think, sometimes, don't you? Because you, you I do, um, but I've kind of overcome it a little bit. Good. Um, By um, just, you know. Well, I think it helps that if you're having my cameras with me. Yep. You know, like I have my I have infrared loaded into the six by six F with a filter on it, ready to go. Mm -hmm. I have um, a six by six with color, and then I have one with black and white. You know. Yeah. And they're all pretty compact. I mean, I don't even, you know, I can just keep them in my glove box and it's kind of how I've done things. And I've gotten to the point where I'll see something, I just will stop, you know. I I can never do the well, I'll come back to it on the way back or whatever, you know, like I just go ahead and 
take a few moments. But the, um, the, the one hour, the one hour challenge that that the Sunny Sixteen people did, and I know Neil did it for his, or tried to do it for his part of his railway project. Um, you know that forced. I, I listened with interest to that because it forced all of those three guys to go out. Really, I mean, Rachel just stayed in a house, I think, and Graham just walked around his village. And, and I know where Graham lives, and I know his village, and I can understand him struggling to find, you know, pictures that have have some meaning. But even just forcing himself to look in his environment, he started hitting upon patterns and shapes and, you know, forms and and things like that, you know, stuff that would be just walked past. Yeah. Sure. Well, that was kind of how uh, my project Eyes came to be, was that I was getting kind of fed up with everything that was around, and I just started seeing the stuff that was around, particularly the stuff that moved, and then thought, right, I wonder what happened if you put a pinhole camera on that or next to that as it moved by or what have you, and that's kind of how the whole project kind of came to be, mm. was just sort of looking at uh, like sort of the everyday stuff and trying to do something a little different with it. I think you may have explained this to us on a previous podcast, but to be honest, I can't remember now. But do you want to explain to people how you managed to fix your pinhole camera into such strange positions? Those are trade secrets, uh, Andrew. No, he, he doesn't yeah, mind. He doesn't, he, he doesn't, he doesn't mind. <laughs> um, clamps and suction cups. Hey. That's... So most... Well, I love a good bit um, of suction. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> On your nipples. Um, well, Is that yeah, on your yeah. nipples, Gary? <laughs> no, that's his jumper cable. That's jumper cable. That's clothes pins, mate. Clothes pins. <laughs> to, be, to be fair, a lot a lot of them were 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 with a clamp. So Oof, I have he likes uh, those a, as well. A couple shut up. A couple of Manfrotto clamps that sort of they have like a tripod thread. Are they designed so for lighting or sort of work? Yeah, they're designed for lighting. So they'll have um, like an adjustable threaded hole in it. Well, they have a threaded hole in it and an adjustable hole in it, and then you can screw in. Um, so if you take the ball head off of, well, I took the ball head off of my tripod and put like a, a male to female adapter on that, it then fits in the clamp. You can then clamp it to things like the squash racket or right. the shopping trolley or what have you, and then you still have the adjustment of the ball head of the tripod to set your shot up. And it sort of clamps on fairly tight, and it won't go anywhere. Cool. Yeah, you just got to get creative. Basically, yeah. yeah. Some of those are actually shot with your reality, Andrew. Mm. Really? When I borrowed that, yeah. No wonder it's in such a poor state now. It came back from you, and so nothing. So, see, so nothing if you potential's there so you for your camera, Andrew, you just really have to come block your stuff. So you don't know this, Andrew, but the <laughs> the the picture that you've got, presumably somewhere around you. That is, have you got that little flyer that I sent you? Yep, in front of me. Yep. So, describe the picture that's on the back of it. Ooh. Um, there's, uh, I don't really know what it is, to be honest. <laughs> there's some, there's some right. kind okay. of, uh, it looks like some, they look like rocks or something in the background, and some moving, I, phew, you, uh, there's right. some rocks so in the background. Those... There's some swir- swirly stuff going on. There's a bit of rope fixed fixed mm-hmm. to some railing or something. What? Did... I wasn't going to tell you. I wasn't going to tell you this uh-huh. story. But... 
I've looked at this. To be honest, I've looked at this. I've looked at this. I've looked at this picture a few times, and I thought, I have no idea what this is. What this picture is, I kind of like it, but I don't know. What, I don't so know. So those two, those two rocks yeah. are the needles on the. Oh, we have sailed around those. Yes. Well, so was I when I took that picture oh, with it's your on camera. A sailboat. So that's on one of those little tourist uh, outing boats that go out and they circle round the the rocks and you see the uh, lighthouse. And I went on back. a sixty foot, two two masted yacht, and I was having to wind things and duck duck no, duck no, and no, get no. wet and all sorts of stuff. Mm. No, we just had to sit there and mm. uh, and watch. But what you can't see is the clamp attached to your camera. Mm. <laughs> Because I didn't have a clamp at the time, so it's uh, held very, very solid with my two hands while I was trying to make an exposure on the side of the boat. Nice. And scared, scared that it was going to drop in the water, and I was going to have to come back to you and say, um, "Andrew, it's in the North Sea." No, no, not the North Sea. Solent. <laughs> Solent. Mm. So, yeah. is that uh, where so that's, can that's the story of that picture? So that, where can people see that picture that we're Glibly chatting about. Uh, it's on my website, neilpiper.com. Oh, is it? Yeah. Let's see. It makes... Under what? Uh, if you go to the site, you'll find the title Eyes on the left-hand oh, side. Gotcha. I'm there. And then it's about... Oh, I see it. Towards the end oh, of the yeah. series. Yeah. With a bit of rope going down the right-hand side. That's right. So the rope was on the edge. Of, it's like a little hand rail thing that you hold on to. I thought you were going to give us some story, but I dropped it and it slid down the side of the gunnel and almost fell in the water. But I grabbed it at the last second and I pushed a bunch of pe- a, a bunch of people out of the way and <laughs> it took a dip. No. But I cleaned it out. You never know, Andrew. <laughs> no, that's that's more exciting. If if that had happened, I probably would have told him that straight up. But seeing as it was just me being frankly rather stupid with someone else's camera, I thought I'd take that to my grave. Well, it, but... it's not like it's a you know a, a Leica or anything. I mean, if you dropped it, I mean, it's only. 75 pounds or whatever you know yeah i know but it wasn't mine yeah true. it was some someone else's 75 pounds yeah or whatever it was so there you go andrew you're integral in making that mm. picture i have to say though you do you the, feel the, better Andrew? the horizon isn't quite i don't think the horizon's quite straight mm-hmm. i'm not sure no mate that's because it was choppy as hell when I was holding someone else's pinup camera on the side of a boat. It's pretty good though. I mean, it's it's not off that much. I no, mean, he's you know. probably I mean, corrected it in Photoshop. Maybe your one, the bubble level on the top, isn't accurate. Uh, it's, if I'd have used my one, it would have been straight. Yeah, but your your one would have straight. had light leaks in it. His bubble That's is true. definitely off. My <laughs> bubble's been wonky for years, mate. I tell you. <laughs> So how All was right. it received then? How many um, did did you get? Lots of local Suffolk boys come in there and say, "That's a rum do, boy." I'm not seeing a picture like that. How do you think we talk, mate? <laughs> that's a rum. That's a rum do. <laughs> I'm, that's North. Oh, yeah. I'm totally lost. Yeah, I'm slipping. Norfolk or the American? No, I'm slipping. I'm slipping into my Norfolk dialect. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> Suffolk is a bit. It's a definite, definite border, mate. No, it was well received. There was a, a lot of people came in. A lot of people were like very sort of struggled to see how the work was made mm. um, did you have the camera so there or a camera there to i had cameras there so i could show them like sort of how and sort of explain the theory of you don't need a lens you just need a hole that's the same thing right you know so once you sort of explained um how it was made and what they were looking at then they were like wow this is this is really did you have could, could you have uh, 
could you or did you have a little sort of cardboard box made up, you know, with a hole in it and people could sort of um, uh, somehow view it, you know, like a little camera obscura? <laughs> well, you could do it so you could get and you could have had it set up looking at your pictures. So when people look, yeah, look in the I side, ha- they can well, see I the had... image projected on the back. Oh, well, I had a um, so one of the things that I use um, to show kids uh, like in classes, the principle of it is a, a Pringles tube with so you take the cap off you cut the Pringles tube in half and you put like a piece of greaseproof paper in the mm-hmm. tube and then you tape it back together you put a pinhole in one end and mm. sort of gaffer tape over one end mm. leaving an eye hole and then you use it like a it's a pinhole viewer when you hold it up and you sort of look at something bright you can see um, this the um, image reflected onto the greaseproof paper and so I had that there, and so you point it out the window, and they kind of get the idea of what's going on. That's really good. And then when you sort of explain to them that that's the the basic principle of how any camera works, they kind of get a bit lost because they don't really associate that kind of thing with like your iPhone camera or, or the human no. eye. Or you could tell them that's the or even human yeah, eye. the human eye. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it it went well. Good, yeah. cool. Have you had a that's Have good. you had a show? With any pictures in the gallery, Corey? Have I? Mm. No, nope, I have not. Not not since I was in college. You know, we had group shows. You know, we're thing, thinking but... of um, Evil Chutney. Joe Baker messaged me before I went on holiday, and I've got to do something for him. I've just remembered, and uh, we we found a little cafe in Norwich. N- Neil, you may know it. It's the it's the one. The Playhouse. No. No. Yeah. No, uh, Frank's bar. No, we've, no, we've done it there. We, we, as you know, we did put pictures there for the uh, pinhole day la- last <laughs> year. Now this little cafe yeah. down is the mustard uh, cafe, the one uh, <coughs> down Bride Bridewell oh, yeah. Alley, I think it is. Yes. Um, and yeah. we uh, we had a little photo meet up in there earlier in the year with uh, Joe and Kath Cartman, and we got chatting to the owners, and they had local artists displaying in there. I took a picture of the guy on my Holger, and this is pertinent to the story. And they said, if you want to do a show, let us know. So Joe has been in touch with me, Joe Baker, and said, well, maybe we should do um, a joint show from Boston in America and Boston in Lincolnshire, which you know all about. And Mm -hmm. we'll go back to the little gallery in Norwich and get a show in the autumn. And uh, I said, that's a great idea. I've got a photograph of the owner on a negative of the owner um, on my Holger. Maybe I should make a print for you. He said that would be brilliant. So I could go in and it gives us something to talk about. And Joe, I apologize. I haven't yet made the print because I completely forgot about it. (laughs) (laughs) So we may yet, um, us, us us intrepid Boston photographers, may yet get to show some work. My, my images are pretty crap. Actually, Wendy, Wendy Chapman's are really good. I've been watching her. She's been publishing one. I thought, oh, you got some really good pictures there. <laughs> <laughs> I've got some really ambitious ones. I took on a bridge of sort of people moving in them, but there's no people moving in them at all. It's just kind of just a bridge. <laughs> That's because you shot them on direct positive paper and they took 20 minutes. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, it could be that. <laughs> <laughs> true. Yeah, yep. so we might, have a little, uh, we might have a little exhibition in Norwich towards the end of the year. Joe, if you're listening to this, I do apologise, and uh, I will. Of course, he's listening. To I this. will. I've got to get in the dark room because I've also got to do a double exposure challenge print from me and Simon Foster, which I haven't done yet. 
Are you going to set up a dark room in your caravan? Well, there's a thing. Now you've mentioned caravans. <laughs> so we've just, we've just bought a caravan. I've got all these visions of uh, traveling around the country when I'm retired with, uh, with, a, with a large format camera and a pinhole camera because, you know, they're both my podcast interests. And a flat cap. And uh, why don't you take a large format camera with a pinhole lens board? Then you'll have half the amount of stuff. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I will. I'll perhaps do that. And we've got a nice <laughs> bathroom in the in the back of the or a shower room in the back of the caravan, and I can black that out. I can maybe do some printing in there if I get a small enlarger or some contact printing. I can certainly hang film up to dry in the shower. Um, I, I've got the lab box coming, so I'll be able to develop my film in some monobath or caffanol or something. So, Did you support Hamish with his uh, pixelator? No, yeah, no, no, no I didn't, no. Yeah. <laughs> no. You hear that, Hamish? He didn't. Well, Hamish doesn't listen to this. He doesn't. Hamish wouldn't <laughs> listen to this. No. No, I, I'm only really, the, the reason... No, I'm only really um, printing four by five negatives. I'm not scanning because right. I, I don't have a scanner big enough, and I can't be bothered to do that strange system that somebody recommended with a light box. Oh, Graham! No, Graham. Like Graham recommended, didn't he? Graham Young. He's he's scanning using his his flatbed scanner with oh, a right, yeah. with some cardboard oh, cardboard yeah, yeah. cardboard mm-hmm. masks, and then an LED. Um, light box behind it to give the secondary source through, mm. and then just doing a straight sort of scan as if it was a uh, as if it was a document rather than a, a negative. I think that's the approach, and then you can just mm. invert it. That seemed to work quite well. I'd less rather make a contact print of the four by five. Yeah, me too. Me too. All right. Cool. So yeah, the ca- thank you very much. The caravan is um, is sitting on our drive and. <laughs> We're keen to do lots of caravanning adventures. I'm actually in July meeting up with a, a friend, a friend <clears throat> called Ina, who's over from Germany, and Ina has a, a, a VW van that she she actually converted herself into a, into a camper van, and she spent oh, cool. she spent <clears throat> most of last summer just touring around Scotland, and she's on Instagram. Um, uh, for images from Scotland and also that she takes while she's on her travels in her VW camper called Wal- Walden on Wheels, W-A-L-D-E-N, I think, on Wheels, if you go onto Instagram, and that is Ina, and uh, she's she's my shout-out for the week. Do you uh, Are you planning on joining a caravan club and caravaning with oh, other caravans? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, Adults-only campsites I think we're going to do yeah. mostly. Yeah, we don't need to hear about that. <laughs> now we're we're members of the Caravan and Camping Club. Have been for years. I have no doubt. <laughs> get little? Do you get little bumper stickers and pins for? You know, no, I got quite obsessed in the early days. You can get these little pennants, you know, like little, little tri- triangular flag things. With each club site, has got it produces its own, and you can buy those, and then you can hang them all together and display them outside your caravan or your tent. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds right up your alley, Andrew. So if it... you could get a t shirt that says, you know, look at me, I've been here. No. All right, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I was making fun of you. Oh, I'm used to that. <laughs> so what else have you got cool. to tell us then, Neil? You're working Maybe. hard on your um so you kindly just you you kindly agreed to come on the show 
well, reluctantly, because you were in the middle of um, uni work or something. What, what were you up to when I disturbed you? So I'm, <clears throat> well, I'm trying desperately to write up like my research for my final project. So when you when you texted me was it this morning? No, no, this morning? it wasn't. It was just this afternoon, I think. Well, whenever it was, you you, you didn't give me the impression that when you said. <laughs> Would like you be able to come on the now, show? Now, now. It would be like in the next now. hour. <laughs> so I was like, "Yeah, it's all right. I'm pretty busy, but I'm sure we can carve out an hour at some point in the next couple of weeks." And then now, then you phoned, and was like, "I was like, oh, so when do you when when are you when are you thinking? You're not thinking now, are you?" And I was like, "No, maybe an hour or so." <laughs> right, thanks, Val. No, it's very nice of you to come on. Thank you. We, we Corey and I have. Um, because if you hadn't come on, it would have been an hour of caravan talking. I don't think anybody's going to want to listen to that. <laughs> no, true. We're, we're working. Well, I put out 20 minutes of talking about cows there. Mm-hmm. We're working so. on our guest list. And the guest list, I think I've, I've been hard at work because Corey's obviously been doing nothing while I've been away camping. So I've, I've got three or four people, I think, over the next few weeks. Somebody in Oklahoma. Yeah. Somebody in who lives in Scotland but is currently in Romania. Oh. And somebody yeah. who can't see any problems with connectivity with that one either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and maybe so. We were hoping um, to, before Neil gladly stepped, uh, kindly stepped into the breach. We were due to have Chris on, who uh, goes under the name of Lady Camera Obscura uh-huh. on Instagram. We're going to get her. She's going to be. Yep. Uh, it's going to work out. We, but I really want to talk to her because she's. Uh, See if, some interesting stuff, see, if you, so. see if you can get her on next week because I think I've got someone lined up yeah. for the 7th of July. We're not supposed to be telling people this, Andrew. No. <laughs> Why not? I'm just picking. And I've just, um, I've just been looking. I, I've just... I will say this. You should go definitely go listen to Neil's podcast. You should. The last few episodes have been the greatest. Norm- normally. Ever. Well, normally I'm, I'm, sure. I'm always. I'm serious. I'm no, not they, they are like, good. Yeah. They are good. They're on. Yeah, they're they're they're, they're really worth a listen. Do you, now, I said I've listened. I to, I've la- said I, I've said I, I've said I've listened to every show, Neil, and I'm not sure I'm, I have. I, I've listened. I listened to most of them. So I was mm. out walking the dog a few weeks, a couple of months ago, and I was listening to your show. And as I was listening to it, I thought I'm going to call in, and I, I think I called in three times on this dog walk. Did did, did you, you play you? those call-ins, or have you just Failed to do so. I've failed to do yeah. so. I can't remember what they were about, to be honest. I've also failed to play Corey's one. Mm. Oh, yeah. Would you, would you care to tell everyone what your one was? No, you have to play it. I don't want to say. And you have to play my three. <laughs> well, just refresh my memory, Andrew. Sorry, what they were. Something to do with... Uh, I'm... I don't know. Can't remember. <laughs> it might have been to do. It might have been to do with something to do with print flattening. I don't, but maybe not. Um... See, the problem with it is because obviously they come through Anchor, and if I get them, if I get notified them when I'm out and about, mm-hmm. I then forget about them. Right, and then I record a show because I record my shows off of Anchor. I just use Anchor as the the upload yeah. platform, the distribution platform. I always forget. To put the call yeah, so you're re- not 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 that I get very many, and anyway. they're mainly you know, from me. They are mainly ninety five percent of them are probably from you. Yeah. So you're using anchors of almost like a podcast platform, but you're recording separately on your on your little handheld uh, uh, dictaphone. Yes. Yeah, so I record on that, 
I then put them on my computer and I sort of put the segments together in GarageBand and then published. There you go. The Are you listening to this, app. Corey? Yes, Andrew, I am listening to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, we... well, it's it's like Mike, you know, like Mike was asking on their Facebook page. He's like, I'm spending so much time on the negative positives podcast. Yes. He's like, does anybody even really read these show notes? Because I'm putting in so yes, much time. I, I totally read the show notes. Okay, so here's my question. Go on. Well, it's different for us because they have shows that are two and a half hours long and they're talking about all kinds of stuff that they're referencing. Mm-hmm. For us, it's easier for me whenever I do the show just to take the guest's link and put it in the show description. And when I post it, that's basically the show notes, you know? I don't think I should yeah. have to go and post them anywhere else. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they show up in Apple. They show up in Apple and whatever podcast catcher you use to listen to the show. I th- there, sometimes you know? I've, I've done it sporadically over the last month or so for our Lensless podcast. And I've done some separate show notes. So I, I, didn't, I haven't done them recently. But sometimes other things come up in the conversation, don't they? And, uh, and then it can be useful to link to them. Like, for instance, we've been talking about the gallery that Neil uses. So you we could put a link in the show notes to True. to the gallery we could yeah could. i i don't with with my show notes i i basically just sum up roughly what i've spoken about and then if there are any links or people that i've shouted out or spoken yeah, to then i'll absolutely. put them in there as well yeah well, that's kind of like what i do yeah i mean i don't get yeah, it's don't fine get Curry. we're not we're not uh, just... we're not gang- no, we're just, not ganging up on you. no no i know i know but I don't. I don't feel the need. I don't have them like anywhere else. They just they go into to anchor. Yeah. And I publish a show, and then that gets dragged through into all of the other podcasts. But I'm just wondering players, uh, how exhaustive Mike's uh, show notes are because he said it was sounding like he spends like a lot of time doing it. They they are pretty detailed, to be fair to him. Right. But I'm assuming he sort of puts them together as he edits the show, so he listens. I mean, I don't. I record the show. Yeah. I put the sections together, and then I release it. I don't listen back to it. He could get Andre to do it, but he's sleeping all the time. He's just permanently asleep. <laughs> <laughs> he's, yeah. So, all right. Oh, wait. Well, okay. So then I don't feel bad about what I'm doing. I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. You keep doing it, mate. It's fine. Yeah. And now you've paid your internet bill. We've had no dropouts from you this week. Sped right oh, up. Oh, don't say that. I <laughs> know, uh, right? There we go, Blink. No. Beauty school dropout. <laughs> yeah, we uh, ramped up the... We went to the next tier. And, Did you um, get more megapickles in your um, in your, in your, in your Wi-Fi deal? Yeah. Uh, a few more bits of pickles? Well, with, with my wife's work, she works from home, uh, and she was having some problems. Because she has to um, be able to access a database and stuff, you know. Mm. Um, and she was having some problems, not with the dropouts, but just being a little bit slow. So yeah. it was kind of a half and half deal. So she just did it. And she didn't tell me about it until I came in. And she was like, I got the Wi-Fi. I was like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. And now you sound so clear. You both sound so clear. Good. So the problem all along... Was you, Mr. Campbell? I guess it must have been. <laughs> I'm blaming it on Andrew. <laughs> yeah, we'll keep doing that. All right. So there we go. Yeah. Are we finished? I think so. Neil, um, I'm going to put all of your links in the show notes. <laughs> but would you like to take <laughs> a don't spend too long second doing it, and let everyone know where to find you at? 
sure. Yeah. You can find my photography um, on Instagram, Neil underscore Piper. You can listen to me ramble about gibberish and cows and occasional photograph taken on the Sutton Whitewash podcast, available from all good podcast catchers. <laughs> I haven't put it in book form yet. I might do. Um, Sutton Whitewash has an Instagram account as well. If people want to see that, which is just at Sutton Whitewash, I try and post mm-hmm. pictures on there that are sort of relevant to the current show. And if you want to look at my work in sort of a larger form, neilpiper.com. Cool. Do we have any thank yous, Corey, this week? We do. I'm I'm working to it. Don't worry. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> uh, we do. Uh, John, um, if I say your last name wrong, John, I'm apologizing now. John Scarborough? Oh, yeah. Mono, mono, blood, blood on Insta. Yes. Oh, John. yeah, that's yeah. right. Mono, sure. you, I think you might have. Did you guys shout out at him last week on the show with um, Mr. Holger oh, okay. and Mark Snaps? Um, I don't think I did. Did you? Maybe I did. Mm, I, think, I think he might have been one of your featured. I think, I think yeah, he did. He was one of your. He was the, he was the scary John, John, guy, wasn't he? Oh, yeah, that's uh, right. John that's right. Skull. Yeah, Skull. We, yep. Anyway, I've. We we hope to get John on the show one of these days. I've been in contact with him. He's he seems a bit podcast shy at the moment. But John, if you're listening, yep. come on, we're pussycats. And John, if you're listening, thank you for uh, chipping into the coffee account. Mm. You've you've made it possible for Andrew to uh, buy a caravan, have a new, ha- have a new caravan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cheers, John. <laughs> That'll pay your caravan club. Hello, John. Got a new caravan. There you go. Thanks, John. <laughs> um, but yeah, so John's the only one this week. So thank you, John. Yeah, cheers, John. Andrew, mm. if the people wanted to, where would they find <laughs> you at? Um, every two weeks, you'll uh, you'll hear me on the large format photography podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say every two weeks I'll be on caravan, so you only get a every, uh, every now and again on the lens. God, every we could now, only be so lucky, couldn't we? Every now and again on the lensless podcast, generally at Warboy Snapper, most places. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And we have a Facebook group, uh, which is hmm. its own monster. We're nearly right at, at nearly at seven hundred. We're getting close yeah. to that now. Yeah. Um, and that's uh, the lensless podcast on mm-hmm. Facebook. We're on Twitter at the lensless, yeah. which is normally me. Mm-hmm. I've been a bit quiet for the last two weeks because I had a social media yeah. hiatus. Yep. And how'd that work out for yeah, you? Yeah, the surgery was <laughs> fine. It was brilliant. I loved it. It was so quiet. Then <laughs> <laughs> you can find me on Instagram um, at Pinhole Cannon. Uh, and if you would like to make a donation to the coffee account, um, I'll have the link in the show. Uh, you can. Buy us a coffee, a buck or whatever, a bone or clam or pound. Yeah, or... I could do the new aqua roll for the caravan. So. Whatever you want to do. <laughs> um, I'm only kidding. Yeah. We've got right. um, it, uh, we've got some great plans afoot for yep. coffee money. We're le- we're just letting it build up, uh, and then going on holiday. Sorry, we no, we're not. And then every and then all of a sudden, everyone's going to have be completely decked out in Lindsay's podcast apparel from their hats down to their shoes. We're going to get shorts that instead of the back of the shorts saying juicy, it's going to say the lenses podcast. Can we have fanny packs as well? <laughs> it's going to say, it says juicy, it's going to say Andrew Bartram was here. Oh. Fanny packs, they're all the rage. Fanny now. packs, yeah. oh come on. 
Neil Piper. Neil Piper's <laughs> partial to a fanny pack. Are you no. Neil? I don't, I don't think I was. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Well, thanks, Neil, for stopping by and saying hello. No problem. Um, and we'll talk to everybody next Thank week. Thank you very much, Andrew, Neil. Do you have anything else to say, Andrew? No, no except okay, I might good. actually be here next week. <laughs> All right. Maybe. <laughs> Depends if uh, your better half decides she wants to go caravanning. <laughs> Maybe. All right. So. So tune in next week. Uh, if you want to hear Andrew Bartram, tune in next week. If you don't want to hear Andrew Bartram, <laughs> take your pick. All right. Cheers. Have a great week, everybody. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. Bye. You know, cheers, guys. Yeah, well, I'm glad you're telling me this afterwards. Um, particularly, <laughs> particularly if you've got a dog with you, but they can... They can get agitated and trample you to death. Terrific. Well, and then they and then they eat you afterwards. Yeah, Do they? Not as much. <laughs> yeah, because they get fed up. They get fed up with eating grass and they just crave human flesh. Have you? Uh, are, are you? Have you put out a new episode since you went back looking for the bridge, Neil? Uh, yeah, I recorded it this morning and put it out about an hour ago. Uh, okay, I want to do it. I enjoyed the one where you went out and didn't have a spool with you and didn't do any photography. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was ra- the one. Rambled. That's, that's rambled the last one I listened to when you were talking about, okay, the cows have seen me now. <laughs>